Hello, and welcome to the Hair and Dough Boy support group. I'm Ginny. I'm Melanie. And I'm Allie. And we are here to help. And For real this time. This time we're, we're really here to help. Uh, last time, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we, we thought about helping, but then we decided not to. against it. Um, yeah. And now it, it, it we're here to help schedule, in our, you know? <laughs> yeah, we're here to help in our, in our spooky, scary costumes uh, that are not that spooky or scary. Mm-mm. No. But, you know. It's the vibe. It's the vibe. It's the vibe. We love a vibe. Do we want to talk about our costumes a little bit? Yes. Sure. I think we ahead. should. Cool. So I'm a mermaid. You can see. And a my... fabulous one at that. So fab. Got my scales and my little circlet with my pink hair, and my little top. I'm rocking it. Very. I'm a very sweet mermaid today. Yeah, cause she nice. ain't sweet any other day of the week. No. <laughs> she admits it. Oh my gosh. That's fine. Go ahead. Who's going next? Me or Ginny? Uh me. Uh and I I the thing is I kind of went through my Halloween box uh because I had an idea. I was just gonna wear like a cat onesie, but it's it's so hot where we're at that it just I was like no. So I just went in the Halloween box. So I like tried to see like what I could dig out and like this is what I found in my box. Basically, I have like this cool skeletony shirt and these like lace bat wings, and then this spider mask from Claire's. Amazing, Ooh, Claire's. Yep. Listen, Claire's was the shit back in the day. It was. Oh, I'm not denying that. I completely understand and agree. The earrings. Yeah. So I totally so forgot slack. about it, but I had that, and uh, yeah, and the the room behind me, which luckily is blurred out, is just a disaster of pieces of halloween costumes spread mm. everywhere because i i have i have a couple of costumes and like a couple of cosplays but like it just the other thing about like the stream too is this much of our body is being seen so mm-hmm. it's like why would i put on like the entirety of a thing i'm not and be uncomfortable tail. sitting i do have in one it, right but the effort yeah i exactly. am disappointed um hi i'm isabel lightwood this is my snake bracelet that won't stay on but it's the vibe of Izzy with the black shirt, black jacket. My pants are also black. You cannot see it, but I'm Isabel Lightwood. Hi. I see no runes. You see, everybody Where did you want me runes. to get them? <laughs> yeah. Do you have eyeliner? You know. Do you have eyeshadow? <laughs> did I have time? No. I mean, we start this podcast. That sounds like here. a you problem. Yeah. <laughs> and I had stuff to do. An issue, not an issue me. An issue. Don't yeah. even. <laughs> <laughs> I am Isabel Lightwood. I don't need runes to prove it. The snake bracelet is enough. So that is the most Halloween iconic part of Izzy. Are there are two types of people in this world, right? There are people who are Halloween people who get very excited about Halloween and are like, "You want me to dress up nice and really throw their whole everything into it?" And then there are other people. And yeah, I know what you're implying. <laughs> I'm a Halloween it's okay. person. We just Ginny grew up no. with a lot of other people, so. I am yeah. a Halloween person, yes. but this is what I have at home. I'm not going out and buying a whole costume just for this. Are you really a Halloween person if you don't have just like buckets of various costume things to throw together? Yes, because I'm not the one who to who handled the storage of it, and they've probably all been thrown out, hmm. and they would not yeah. fit me anymore. But as well, Jenny was saying, was, regardless, I wasn't saying anything. <laughs> Allie's oh, over think. here calling me out because she thinks I it's am. funny as usual. I do think it's funny. 
Doesn't care how I feel about it. We make jokes. It's, it's just, well, yeah. Oh, it's man. fine. We make jokes. It's, it's like, yeah, we're like, we, we expect this from, like, again, being somebody who grew up with a lot of, like, the other, like, people who are like, yeah, Halloween, like, they're like, oh my gosh, let's all just, like, I literally went to work one day, my friends were all like, all my coworkers were like, we're y'all just gonna dress up, because it's Halloween, we have to, <laughs> let's all just make costumes, and I walked across the college campus in this tattered, shredded, like, dress, like, full-on, like, zombie makeup, and this blue wig, and, like, it was, it was, like, you know, a zombie was walking across college campus. And then I walked in the office and this friend has one of those headbands with like the axe on it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's the costume. Great. Great job, guys. Thanks. I did not have Halloween so friends. That is the experience uh, that I, I distinctly am referring to. Being and, an know, other person is not meaning that you don't like Halloween. I know. That's not the implication. <laughs> This is, Allie, this is what we do. We pull on each other's leg. The implication is that you're either a zero, or not a zero person, but you're either like a 10 person or a 100 person. Listen, I'm aware. You go in. I'm aware. We're just pulling each other's legs. It's fine. I'm not actually offended. And who says that we should dress up? Is it the 10 person or the 100 person? It is always the 10 person that he says, (laughs) we should all dress up. I still dress up. I used what I had at home. That doesn't mean I didn't dress up. (laughs) I've been waiting to break the bracelet out, so please let me have my moment. You just got to do the whole podcast like this, so that way everybody is staring at the bracelet. (laughs) At least you're getting your use out of it. Right, constantly. You can see my scales on the other side. (laughs) There's there's the snake head. Yeah, you've had that experience. I can, I can like, here. I'll unwrap it and just go like, put it like around your neck. It like doesn't, necks. it doesn't work, but like, whip, because <laughs> it's an, it, it's a whip. That's what it is. It is a whip. All right. Yep. Anyway, I'm taking this leather jacket off because it's too hot for this. It's a beautiful costume, it, Melanie. It still works without the jacket. We trust you. But anyway, how's everybody been aside from Halloween being Halloween? Imminent? And of course, now I'm sniffly because I opened up this box of stuff that <laughs> no, no, was collecting dust. And now I'm like, <sighs> I'm sorry I gave you a dusty room because this was my idea. You did. It's I'm fine. I live my life being allergic to most things. Yeah. And then sweeping up like... the Milo hair. You know what I'm going to say? That's rough, buddy. Yep. <laughs> it's rough, buddy. It is rough. This yeah. bracelet does not stay on. It's not fun. I might just give up. <laughs> well, <laughs> the costume other... was on, and now the costume. And now... No, like actually, I'm it's trying to wrap it around, and it's not it staying. <laughs> I need like I mean, two people that, for like this. every Halloween party ever too. That is right? Every <laughs> Literally, if I could just like have somebody help me with this, I'd be fine. But I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna use my body and. <laughs> hope for the best it's fine well do you have any other halloween plans i guess that are work work oh do you get to dress up at work sad i probably could but again as we've been over i don't have a costume (laughs) there's still like three days you could go to like you know party city i don't i don't it's work i like i don't care that much to dress up at work you could wear cat ears could no or it could be a mouse, duh. 
I, yeah, that was gonna be my no effort. I have to see if I have pictures. I, I sent you guys a picture. You've seen the picture like, a couple of years ago. I was a mouse. I wore my mouse yeah. ears. I, you've seen pictures. Oh, you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you could wear that. I could, but will <laughs> so I? What we're hearing is you could wear that. I could, could, but will I? That's what I'm saying. I, I reuse costumes a lot these days, just because I I haven't put the effort in to make a brand new. I guess costume I could have been a mouse. Years. Duh. That's exactly yeah. what I did. Though. I wrote. I went. I'm a mouse. Duh. Because I'm that I'm that pop culture person who references everything in pop culture. This is true. Yep. Anyway, um, so do either of you have Halloween plans? plans? <laughs> our Halloween plans. We're gonna try and go out tonight and see some or find some spooky vibe, like something maybe yeah, fun times too. at least good vibes. Yeah, yeah. I fixed it. See what's up. It looks better now. Nice. It yeah, looks... We don't go out on the town very much, anyway. but we're going to try for a couple hours tonight. <laughs> yeah, not long. You know, we are old ladies. They we are old ladies yeah. who must be home. But it's fun. There's Before some the like, spots midnight. downtown. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, I obviously was being the 100 people, we like to dress up and have excuses to dress up. So. I was invited yeah, I to a have Halloween to party. Think about... Yeah. But. I have work at 7 a.m. the next morning, so I'm kind of like, ouch. No. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I don't That's leave work buddy. until 8. Yeah, it is. is I leave buddy. work at 8, and then I have to get up for work, be there at 7 a.m., so I'm just kind of like, thanks, but uh, I need to go home and sleep. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Don't like... Don't love that. It's fine. But... I watched Twitches last night. Mm-hmm. That's my okay. Halloween okay. vibe. Nice. And I plan the on watching. Movie. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I plan on watching all of the Disney Halloween movies this t- today, probably, maybe some tomorrow. Okay, Halloween movie marathon for Melody. Yes, Disney. that is my Halloween. Nice, nice. We love some traditions, regardless of whatever holiday, you know. Oh yeah. I am a fan of the Great Pumpkin, Charlie. It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. <laughs> mm, that's a good one. But we um... actually have been trying to watch some spooky things, except for you know. We did watch the Five Nights at Freddy's uh, movie last night. It's spooky. not spooky. It was fun. It was a good not. time, actually. Oh, it was For fun. a spooky video <laughs> game, it's surprising that the movie's not spooky. I mean, uh, it's one of the things where, like, it didn't take itself seriously, too seriously, mm-hmm. which was good because it's the game not. doesn't either, you know? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's there's an awareness of... This is kind of a dumb concept and, you know, this is kind yeah, of a silly yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. And... Right. So, but, yeah, it was, it was a fun was time. Fun. <laughs> we were laughing the whole time instead of being actually We, we were laughing, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and you had shared that with everyone in our usually triumphant Discord. We did, yeah. because uh, someone in that Discord had posted that they had seen it and made posted, like, a review. I was like, we're watching it, too. Mm-hmm. And now I chimed in, yeah. having not seen it, and I was like, I have something to say. <laughs> As Melanie always does. Melanie always has something to say. Because I like to feel included. <laughs> okay. Well, you can feel very included because you've got the plot summary. So you've got a lot of things to talk included? about. You're going to talk about, you get to talk a lot I for a minute. I feel so special. Yes. This is Melanie's uninterrupted talking time. It interrupted Indeed. vocally, but you two are still going to be interrupting in the background. I won't see it, mm-hmm. but I'll know that it's there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so we're, we're going to be so going can... over chapters, uh, 
13, 13 to 18. 18 today. Where it all falls apart. Yeah. Things happen. Okay, so let's go. This is our summary for chapters 13 to 18. Uh, I don't know if we said this already, but this is your spoiler warning. Um, so if you haven't read them and you want to, probably don't listen to this. Or if, But if you're just here to hang out, we're here. We're happy to have you. So, as we said, chapters 13 through 18. Something brings Tessa back to reality. She's falling slower now. Something has caught her. It's her angel necklace, only it's no longer around her neck. It's grown to the size of a human, and its wings are wrapped around her protectively. Before Tessa can even try and understand what's going on, though, she's landed safely on the ground, and her angel is its usual size once again. Jem wakes, and soon Charlotte enters the room. She begs him to live a few more days for her. A few more days, and they might find a cure. However, Jem doesn't want to live for others anymore. He's made a decision. What he wants is for everyone to stop searching for a cure that doesn't exist. Gabriel finds Cecily alone in the training room. They both had the same idea of hiding away. Cecily attempts to relate to Gabriel as she's come to realize that they are not that different. Their siblings left, their fathers had addictions, both lost their, both lost their homes. The conversation is short-lived, however, as Cecily notices out the window that the Silent Brothers are leaving. He leaves Gabriel with one final thought. She has faith in him. Meanwhile, Will arrives at the Green Man Inn, a popular downloader spot. He settles in, but is quickly, that is quickly interrupted when he feels a sharp pain in his chest. The invisible cord that connects him to Jem tightens, almost as if it were strangling his heart. As Will runs outside into the rain, the cord snaps. Blood seeps through his shirt, and lifting it, Will sees that his pair of Tyrone is bleeding. The room fades. Jem is dead. Back to Tessa. She wakes up to dreaming of Will and Jem, in which Will seems to be dying. She tries to make sense of it, but her thoughts are interrupted by a screeching sound. Recognizing it as automatons, Tessa changes in hopes of getting away. It almost works, but Mrs. Black takes note of Tessa's necklace, giving her away. At the Institute, Starkweather has come to speak with Charlotte. He reveals that his granddaughter, Adele, was replaced with a sickly human girl by Downwells when she was an infant. The real Adele grew up as a human named Elizabeth. Never knowing who she was, she married a mundane man, Richard Gray. Adele was Elizabeth Gray, Tessa's mother. Gabriel, having spied on Charlotte and Starkweather, writes to Consul Wayland, advising him not to trust what Charlotte says. After capturing her, Mortman appears before Tessa. He tells her his reasons for doing what he does, revenge for his parents' death. He explains Tessa's parentage, and he explains that he was the one who switched Adele with a mundane child. And he finally reveals his plans, to marry Tessa so she can have his children, and to have her change into his father so Mortman can speak with him. If she does, he will give all of the infant he's been collecting to Jem, no strings attached. Tessa agrees to the change and become John, becomes John Shade. But Mormaine doesn't want to reminisce or say goodbye. Instead, he wants the binding spell his father created to open the Pyxis. With no control over her actions, Tessa, as John, writes down the spell. As Charlotte receives another letter from Consul Wayland, Gabriel comes clean about being asked to spy. He reveals what, that while he wrote a letter to the Consul that painted Charlotte in a negative light, he never sent it. He also reveals that the Consul wants Charlotte out of the Institute and will never believe a word she says. Gideon, out of nowhere, announces that he intends to marry Sophie. Cecily ushers everyone out of the room so Gideon and Sophie can be alone. Gideon kneels in front of Sophie and asks her if she will marry him. Sophie says yes. After stopping at another inn to regain his strength, Will is startled awake by screams. Outside, he finds everyone dead, slain by automatons. Will calls forth his sword, but it crumbles to ash when he tries to slice through the metal creature. Seeing no way to win against these new versions of his automatons, Will manages to escape on Balios. Being forced to watch the burning village of burning the burning village from afar, Tessa rips her angel necklace from her neck and stabs it with a poker, intending to destroy it. 
Instead, the pendant begins to transform and in front of Tessa is now an angel. The angel reveals it was imprisoned in the necklace by John Shade many years ago. Its name is Ethereal. That's our summary. Woo. <laughs> Great job, Melody. Thank you. Job. I need praise because I am Wonderful performance. that person. Yes. <laughs> clap, 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 clap. <laughs> Clapping the wings that we can't see. Clap, clap, clap. <laughs> Slap, slap, slap. Yes. I, I don't know. I don't know that Ginny gets that, but I think Allie might. It sounds nope. familiar. Jimmy Neutron. Oh, Jimmy okay, Neutron. Oh, Jimmy Neutron. I thought about Jimmy Neutron in a while. The running joke is I don't know what childhood shows Ginny has seen because it's not the Jesus veggies. Right. Mm. I mean, yeah. That's fair to say most childhood shows, probably not. Anyway. It's movies, more or less. There it is. Where should we start? Because things happened. Things happened, but yeah. I'm going to make the blanket announcement at the top of this uh, discussion and at the top of next discussion that we can love a thing and still be critical of a thing. Oh, yes. We can love we make the that, world we make that is that, built, but we can disagree we make that, with narrative choices. <laughs> we should just make that a disclaimer command thing, like a timed command disclaimer. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Because I feel like yeah. we say it every week. Sometimes. Uh, but I think, like, particularly with the end of Clockwork Princess, it's going to get oh, <laughs> a little more relevant. We've been teasing this for a while. We have been. So, yeah. We love these this world, and we love these characters, but these chapters for the first time. Where I was like, I don't want to read it. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? I, have I to read Honestly, I was skimming through a lot of it because it was just like... I don't know if it was unnecessary description, but it was just like I I skimmed through. I feel like a good chunk of these chapters. Yeah, and just I, it just wasn't so exciting. Like literally, there's a moment where it's like it's like back to back explanation of Tessa's whole what's going Wait, on with her. I don't remember and if I, I texted like, snore. I don't remember <laughs> if I texted you guys this, yeah. but I was thinking this, and I was like, this entire summary is going to be back to Will, back to Tessa, back to Will, back to Tessa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, like, you there did, is a narrative, like, uh, there's a writing style that does that. But I don't think it's, like, fast-paced enough. We get a lot of Will sleeping in various inns throughout. Which, like, I get it. He needs, he's going through a lot. He needs horse. to regain his strength. And then sleeps. He riding that horse. He's he ordering warm brand mash for the horse. There was, and then he's going if to we, yeah. if we're talking about If we're talking about Will and his constant sleeping, there's something I want to quickly mention that's, like, this wasn't necessary, and you could have just introduced it later. Um, the first one at the Grey Man Inn, he like walks in and like wolves the werewolf, the werewolves are like you know sizing him up, blah blah blah, and Wolves Wolsey Scott is there, and Wolsey Scott is just like leave him alone. I, I he's an acquaintance kind of. Wolsey, but then you have right, but then later <laughs> when the werewolves are attacking him, Wolsey appears again, and it's like why have them establish Wolsey here? I feel like it would have made more of a punch if Wolsey just came in when the wearables were attacking him and not before. Does that make sense? You've I got a good point that, yeah. there, honestly. I, like, I agree. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why I, is it yeah. necessary to introduce Wolsey here when it would have had the same exact impact, probably more? And now the thing it... is, you've got the pact, the, or the pact disobeying Wolsey. Because Wolsey's mm -hmm. like, hey, right. don't fight him. He's an idiot, but he's one of our idiots. Well, he's <laughs> like, know? he's not a friend exactly, right. but clearly he knows him and... 
You see, this hot warlock I'm begging likes him, so we can't hurt him. Too bad, you know. Right. I also so. think he's pretty. So exactly, <laughs> Will's pretty. Yeah, but it's just like it would. I feel like it would have made more of an impact, or if not, yeah. at the very least, the same impact I, if I you had just that. taken that first bit out and left it at. Even just have it like the werewolves are sort of like staring him down to establish that like oh, the werewolves don't like him. Establish but leave the Woolsey out there. of it. But leave Woolsey out of here it. A second time. I agree. That would yeah. be stronger. Anyway. Yeah. And if I had a nickel for every time I had to read warm brand mash, I would have. <laughs> Two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it's happened twice. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. We love it. We love Listen. We love Phineas and Verb. We yeah. love Dr. Doobin Schwartz. We love Dan Poppenmeyer. We do. And uh, I mean, I I mean, we love to see Horse Boy Will, but like also, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> it was a little bit much. It, it was. <laughs> and that is why I, I wrote down. Say it the first the time, times. but the second time, the I don't best know what he's been I'm like, we find this poor horse to. to, to yeah. Like, to we have multiple like points where oh, Will like, is almost killing Balios. But it they still only, takes like, several days to get there. Oh my gosh. Right. And only at one <laughs> and only like do they have at one point where Balios is like I guess that's a testament this to Balios' yeah. strength, but like oh, yeah. it is. It, it could have been done like two times ago that it was like Balios was struggling. To the point where he <laughs> collapsed. You know, and like we went to so many inns, and I feel like only one of them was particularly <laughs> relevant. Going to a lot of inns. <laughs> Will rode yeah. his horse. Will went to the inn. Will <laughs> ordered warm brand only mash. One of the actual. I feel like only one of the actual <laughs> inns was relevant. <laughs> I feel like we're talking about the actual like inn itself. Only one of them was relevant, but what happened at each of them was important. What was sense. it? The first I don't one. Is... What happened at any well, of them? I, except that, for the I agree. Werewolf. First one was important. <laughs> the second not, one I'd say is important because it's like. It's like I would say it's important because it's no fucks given. I mean, establishing mental state, but there's a way to establish mental state in a way that doesn't feel lagging and draggy. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like we could have gotten, like, hallucinating on the horse or, like, you know, because when you're on the back of a horse, there's a lot of time to just, like, think, you know? No, yeah. Instead of getting this, the same setting over and over and over again. No, I don't mean Will's mental state. I mean Mortmain, not no fucks given. With the village in the second inn. I don't think that's the second inn. Though yes, we, it we... is. Is it? I thought no, there was only the two. One. Was there more than one? Yeah. Is there more than two? I thought there was only two. <laughs> there's a few inns. There's a few. <laughs> yeah, there's a few well, inns. Cl- okay, like, well then I mean, yeah. I guess the first one and the How last one. How many of them are important? Or maybe not the first two one. Two of them are important. Two of them out of the yeah. however are important. Okay. <laughs> that's that's basically what I was getting at. I thought there was only the two. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh yeah. No. No, Allie. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I do the edits. I do it. I had to write it down so I do Fine. it. Fine. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. So if we're talking about while we're here, Will and the inn, um, he went through it with these chapters. Yeah. Yeah. Will the title of seeing the Jem's episode. death through Will's mm-hmm. perspective was absolutely heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the strongest part of this section is seeing the way will reacted to gem dying and will basically being like i don't have anything to live for anymore yeah like, like one thing that tied me to this mortal plane is gone and i just i don't want to be here so i'm gonna be stupid I, and i'm gonna like i that was powerful. basically was like will doesn't yeah. know what to do with himself now and i want to hug him 
exactly. He needed he needed a hug. Yeah. And my reaction was I was like, this is and like this is what we were looking for. Like, you know, when we had that moment where like Jesse's death, it felt cheap yes. to us mm-hmm. on the whole. But like this one, this, this one is the it first had, real morning that we see with it. In this, Arguably in this Jesse's death felt cheap because no one I love Jesse, you guys know that, but no one at the institute, yes, like Charlotte cared about Jesse. They all cared about Jesse, but they didn't, no one loved Jesse like Jem and Will yeah. love each other. Right. I think but that I was Charlotte and like, have that parental bond that we deserve to see more. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I agree. Yeah, like, we definitely deserve more. My point was, though, it. that, like, it's a different kind of way that than the way Jem and Will love each other. It's a That's different love, I but I still think we are cheated yeah. of seeing mourning on screen. Oh, on screen. agree. And I think we're cheated to seeing everybody else mourn Jim. As much as I loved Will's mourning and him seeing it through his perspective, I would want to see how Charlotte and Sophie, because Sophie has I mean, we see how Tessa mourns in the next chapter, so... Uh, Oh, because she doesn't know. Well... In the next chapter, she finds out. Right, she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't doesn't know know yet. Yeah, so... She never finds it. She does not know yet. In these chapters. That's what I'm saying! I thought you were talking about the next chapter of, like, anyway. Point is, well, like, point is, like, Sophie had that moment of before, you know, Charlotte is like, live one more day for me, kind of, because we saw that with Charlotte. But mm-hmm. Sophie's like, we did see Sophie, that. Sophie, they talked, she, like, it's mentioned, like, Sophie, you know, loved him. And, like, now she realizes that, like, Jem's very kind and, like, a great person, but it's not, like, that kind of love. And I just would have liked to know how Sophie reacted and... Even um, Henry. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked a little bit about, like, um, you know, how... Oh, hold on, I've lost the thought. But, like, basically what I'm getting at is that, like, I understand how it's, it's, it's hard to balance the fact of, like, you know, death happens when you're in, mm-hmm. like, big battles or whatever, but, like, the, the fight isn't over and you still have to go on. Agreed. So I understand right. that we can't just stop everything all the time to have like funerals and and this and that. But oh, no, I, I and that's think understandable. That... But like the characters would still have yeah. reactions to it. Is kind of the yeah. It's like uh, and, but I think, I'm mourning him, but I cannot. We cannot. I feel like they had this moment. Time. They might have. Go, oh, sorry, Jenny. I'm interrupting you. Yeah. Um. I was like, I think I think Ali might have mentioned it last time, where it's just like, um, you know, we we should give our readers a like teen- teenagers a little bit more credit. Mm-hmm fact that like they can handle uh big emotions like and and, and arguably are handling some of these big emotions of like experiencing a death for the first time probably Mm -hmm. as a teenager the reason Um, why your teenage years suck so much is because you are experiencing these big emotions for the first time and you are not you haven't had to handle it before like as adults we've dealt with heartbreak we've dealt with loss we've dealt with all of these things we've dealt with like you know being hurt by a friend and we know how to move and cope and these things aren't they hurt and they suck, but they're less of a, you know, earth-shattering event. But when you're younger, in a teenager, you're experiencing these things for the first time, and they're huge emotions. And it is life-ending when, you know, Stacy mm-hmm. told Brad that I liked him, and now I can't Stacey's handle Stacy's mom it. has got it going on. Exactly. Brad's got mm-hmm. it bad for Stacy's mom, but, like, which is unfortunate for this other girl whose narrative I'm telling, but... So, <laughs> but the point is, I'm like... I'm sorry, I had to. They've... Yeah, they haven't had these life experiences, so they don't know how to handle it. And seeing it represented in a book, seeing it represented in a TV show, seeing it represented in a movie can be cathartic and helpful. 
you know. And I think that yeah. a lot of times we try to cheapen a child's experience and pivot. It, but yeah, go ahead, Jenny. I'm, yeah, I was like, I'm not sure if it's like, I don't know if it's no more of like an, I don't think it's like an active, uh, active choice, active choice to disservice. But I think it's just like narratively, it's boring quote like quote quote lies like right. it might be boring is the it's a boring choice to focus on that sort of thing which i i don't obviously but what we're talking about i don't think that, that we agree with that but yeah i think that that might be more of the argument than like an active like ah, i just don't want to deal with it maybe maybe not well obviously I'm not, I of, you see that's kind of what but... makes uh media to pivot to a different type of media but like avatar the last airbender which is the thing oh. we're rolling to. That's what kind of yes. makes that brilliant, you know? Because <laughs> yeah, you're right. of the way that it doesn't shy away from these, like, intense themes of, like, imprisonment and, you know, war and They've loss. all got a lot of PTSD in that show. Exactly, and it's handled <laughs> at a child-appropriate way. It is, though, yeah. In a child-appropriate way, but that doesn't dumb it down. For exactly. Children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and... that's what makes this situation feel like a missed opportunity. Yeah. Speaking of teenagers and making dumb decisions, we gotta talk about Tessa going into an abandoned house. Because <laughs> I'm like, listen, Tessa, have you not read books? Because this is the classic Her how you get kidnapped and like magical tree? people. Is that she reads books? It's like the Except girl in the horror. For film the fact that when she doesn't because yeah. I I wrote a note. I gotta read it because I thought it was funny. Hold on. Um, it was basically just like, yeah. I was like, no, Tessa, don't go to the small stone house in the middle of the woods. Haven't books taught you anything? <laughs> no, and she not. literally, she literally thinks of a a quote, kind farmer, kindly farmer and his wife, the kind in books who would take the in a young girl and help her contact her family. Tessa, you're not reading the right books, darling. <laughs> I just step I away to, from the romantic lit. I had to. I had to. You know. Especially for a woman, you know, it's not to be, not to get like this, but like, you know, it's go dangerous to go anywhere alone as a woman now, but I feel like it would be especially still dangerous then because like men got away with a lot more stuff back then. Oh yeah. With all those unsolved murders and whatnots and yeah. <laughs> Who was Jack the Ripper? You uh, don't know. Right. <laughs> and it was someone in that time period too in London. So that was over in White Chapel. Yeah, though, so. you're right. Oh, White Chapel. Anyone's gonna get got. It's gonna be Will. He's too pretty. <laughs> Either way, I was just like, no, Tessa, this is a bad idea. Absolutely. You're gonna. I'm like, oh, I'm just yeah. thinking of those like fairy tale horror movies where like, it's you know, the woman in disguise is like, I'm literally, you know what it is for anyone who you guys know and anyone who has played Baldur's Gate, it's Andy Apple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, the the vibe. Like, oh yes, this little house in the. Was come on in, my dear. It's the witch theory. in Hansel and Gretel. It's yeah. the same architect yeah. that we see. Yeah, over yeah, and over it and is. Over again, that, right? That's what I originally thought of, and then I just thought of the anti apple thing, and I was like, this. But Baldur's right. Gate. Right. Everything is Baldur's but Gate. But Baldur's Gate. Exactly. Everything. Why yeah. are we podcasting? Yeah. Like, we could be playing Baldur's Gate. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of reading these terrible, terrible chapters. <laughs> um, What else do we want to talk about? Uh, unless you guys don't have anything, I can bring something up, but don't want to. I mean, hopefully we'll stronghold the conversation. Yeah, but I don't want to stronghold yeah. the conversation. So if either of you have something in particular you want to mention, 
I I don't know. I, so I'll also be candid here in that, like, I feel like when we're reading our chapters, I end up with, like, four pages of notes or something. I have, like, two, I think, on these chapters. Or, mm. or like, comparatively. Like, I've got one, two. Okay, I do have four pages, but, like, five. And these are also, like, tiny sheets on mine. But I feel like every other chapter I have, like, so much on. And these ones, I just, there wasn't a lot for me here. Sure Will's riding his horse again. <laughs> We'll ride that horse again. So I have like basically nothing except for the one scene that we've talked about about Will. He is going to take his horse. Well, I guess if we're talking about, I really can't no more. So Valio is about. Since we were just talking about Tessa and her making dumb decisions, we can talk about. We can talk a little about Tessa. We can talk about Tessa and um, what's revealed about her family in these chapters. Ah, yes. So that we do have something to talk about that too. Yeah, I think first before uh, we talk about Tessa, we got to talk about Starkweather because it's, it's. Oh uh, yeah, so finally that little thing from the beginning of the story comes in, and I listen. So as we mentioned in the summary, Adele Starkweather, who is uh, Aloysius Starkweather's granddaughter, and supposedly was a sickly little girl and died when they tried to put the first runes on her, was not actually the real Adele. And she was swapped by Mortmain because he's a petty asshole. There's a changeling. Mm. So not quite. No, she wasn't a changeling. She wasn't a changeling. She was a human girl. Well, the vibe. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you meant she was actually a changeling. No. My apologies. And I'm just like, I remember I had written a note about this in the when we first met Aloysius, and I was like, why is his completely attitude completely changed when he sees Tessa? And I was like, and it comes for a silk girl. And I, com- yeah, I completely forgotten about Adele and Elizabeth and all of that. So I was like, what to actually be like surprised by something in these books? I was like, that's nice. So had I. I remembered like the loose idea of Tessa's deal. But the thing is, when I think about these books and I think about how much I love them, I live in Clockwork Princeland, <laughs> where there is no plot <laughs> and there is only fun things. And Gem is doing well, and Will is doing well, and Will and Tessa are in love, and they smooch in under the under the starlight. I tried to think um, about Clockwork Princess as little as possible. Yeah. But I was like, just to be <laughs> surprised by something that I completely forgot about. And to, you know, we, as we've said, we, if we're critical of these books, we love them. But I do think that this plot point of the, the seed being planted all the way back when they first meet uh, Starkweather to it's coming full circle now, I think is a very good. Foreshadowing writing. is great writing. Yeah. Foreshadowing is great. This was an excellent plot point where that was teased and resolved well. Remember this statement for next week or for two weeks from now. <laughs> um, yeah. I just thought I was like, I'll give credit where credit is due. Oh, absolutely. Right. For sure. And I do think that what Tessa is is interesting. I think that that is an interesting, uh, you, know, they, you know, it's an interesting plot. Yeah. We've constantly been told that shadow hunters and demons or anyone with demon plot can't have children. Or that they're stillborn. Right. Mm-hmm. But they make a point to mention, they're like, but what about if they don't know they're a shadow hunter and they're not ruined? And they're like, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And yeah. this is what happens. Exactly. Right. So I think that that plot point is interesting to have something else. You know, something different to make, you know, Tessa special. And... and... Go ahead. And I think... Um... So going back to, or er, go ahead, because I might be 
uh, moving forward in this event. I was just going to so. make a fun little fun little um, connection that because that connection. because Tessa is blood related a Starkweather. Um, I wrote I wrote this down. Hold on, I got it. I want to make sure I get all the names right. Ooh. Hold on, where is it? Connection. Oh yeah. So here we go. So because Tessa is by blood by blood a Starkweather, this also makes her related to Hodge, who is a character we will see in uh, Mortal Instruments. Um, so right. the Lightwoods, the, the Herondales, the Carstairs, because the Heron Herondale Carstairs is a thing in the last hours, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Carstairs and the Starkweathers are all distantly related. Yeah, everything gets a little convoluted and incestuous at some point. <laughs> Just as long as the Herondales and the Fairchilds don't got any blue Speaking of convoluted and incestuous, this is an excellent segue to to Mortmain's plan where he's like, we're going to breed a new race together. Oh, yeah, that's creepy. This seems really short-sighted. And he's like, he's like, I will make you an, I was, he was like, I was offering to make you an honest woman by marrying you first. And I'm like, uh. Marital rape is still rape. Yeah. Yeah, bro. (laughs) I mean, that's what happened to Not her right. mother, to Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Right? There was no consent there. That's... No. She no. was consenting oh, with her husband, and that is not her, that was not her but husband. But that is, yeah. That's not what happened. So, like, like... This is not good. But also, he's created this new thing, and then he's going to dilute it with his human blood. And then, from there, he's going to make a less powerful thing. Which, who else are they going to procreate with that aren't from... Him and Tessa, that are going to, you know, populate this race that he supposedly wants to create. They ain't snakes. You can't just, like, <laughs> there are consequences. They're not eggs better than breeding. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole thing. It's like, I don't think yeah. that this plan was very well thought through. As if we didn't this like Mortmain. Very as time. if we didn't like Mortmain enough. Like, as if we didn't dislike him enough. Yeah, no, he is an oh, accomplice yeah. he is... to sexual assault and a maybe future. This is like eugenics. Yeah. It's a future, like, (laughs) what do you want to call it? Abuser? I guess future abuser himself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He would be. Down with Martin. He's such a creep. And not good. Yeah. And Ali was having this discussion, like, brought this up with me while we were just sitting in the office. She's like, with the whole, like, this is a short-sighted plan of, like, the, like, yeah, you only have one. So you can't, (laughs) like, yeah. You're just going to dilute the bloodline and and this he's is all not like, I never meant for me to die. As reptile test- people, Ginny and I. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just, like, he rubs salt in the wound by being like, listen, Nate dying was never part of the plan. It's like, Tessa's like, what did you think was going to happen? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, for all but... his grandstanding and proclamations, he ain't smart. He ain't, he ain't shit. No, yeah. Like, there's, there's like, there's some smart things, but then for every like smart thing, there's also like a dumb thing. You know, like, I was <laughs> like, listen, I, I, I'm, I will give him the credit of like he's willing to play the long game, but also like his long game end game is not, not thought out. Right. That yeah, that didn't, not gonna work out. No, <laughs> I'm just not sure how yeah. this plan was thought through. No, I was like, I, told, I, see I, you. I was like, did he I read see the Punnett squares? Did he read the Punnett Squares? Did not do his Punnett Squares. science book? <laughs> no. That is not how <laughs> DNA works. Exactly. Because you got Tessa, think, who is half I think human. you need to go back yeah. to biology class. <laughs> no, or no, right? she's half Shadowhunter and half, half Shadow Demon. Hunter. 
So she's fifty percent demon, twenty five percent human, twenty five percent angel. And then when you add in human, you're diluting all of those percentages another half. So you've made it weaker because now you've got half mm-hmm. human and you've got twenty five percent demon and twelve point five percent. Or no, because it yeah twelve an additional twenty five twelve point anyways, math is hard. Squares. Math getting, and genetics yeah, with Alex. That's what I, you came here for, right? Yes. <laughs> I was not a math person or a science person, so leave it. None of us are good at math. So listen, I fucking love Punnett squares, though. But Punnett squares are fun. They're 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 not hard math, but it's just hard to do it in our head while we're talking about things. But anyways, (laughs) yeah, the point is that just get it. Just the percentages get smaller and smaller and smaller, and it falls apart like very fast. (laughs) Yeah. Ugh. Oh man. Yeah, uh, short-sighted plan. Short-sighted plan, my dude. The move would have been did, to do but, it multiple But then times. Tessa, yeah, and then Tessa walked right into his trap, though, of, like, the, um, because he wanted that spell, right, for, mm-hmm. from his father. Like, and Tessa like, just walks right into it. It's just like, someone... oh, of course, you're like, whatever. I guess I don't have anything else to lose. So I'll just go ahead and, yeah, do it so that Jem can get this Yinfen, and obviously not knowing that he's already dead. And, but... Yeah, and then she was just, like, shocked when he had an ulterior motive, and I was like, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> you know, we said earlier that Tessa's entire personality is books, but for someone whose entire personality <laughs> is books, she doesn't think critically. No, absolutely not. She definitely doesn't it's think like, critically. Well, how, she's like, she literally says, like, all I have of Mortmain, like, you know, that he will actually send the event is his word. Why are you going to believe him? Why do you think that he really just wants to, one final goodbye with his father? Why would you think there's not something more to it? Yeah. She so just question... reasons it away as like, oh, he has nothing else to, or like, I have nothing else to lose. He has nothing else, or like, he has nothing to gain by not doing it, or, you know, and I'm just like, uh. <laughs> yeah. He has nothing to gain because it's more power that he can control. So my question through all of this is why was Mormaine's father, Mr. Shade, if you will, um, doing all of these experiments to try and infuse these automatons with demons. Like, what was... Because we know, like, obviously he dies at the hands of the Shadowhunters, but, like... I mean... That's when he's dead. Like, I, how did we... From what... I don't understand his motive. From what I understood, it was... All of the, the Shadowhunters killing it for sport and taking the spoils and everything. And it was a way for downworlders and demons to protect themselves against shadow hunters and this was before the accords were put into place oh before the accords before the accords makes sense i was struggling to put that together i'm pretty sure it was before the accords were put into place i think you're right that that that, that would track and even then like not... as we've seen with starkweather like he doesn't like the accords he doesn't care like there are probably still shadow hunters who don't follow the accords because they're new at this point absolutely mm-hmm. yeah yeah but i'm pretty I... sure it was that Okay, I'm not entirely sure I understand the specifically the demon souls thing either. I mm-hmm. yeah, I think, but yeah, when you said it, I'm like I'm not entirely sure why he didn't just do the clockwork uh, um, automatons, like clockwork army, but why they had to be in like maybe I guess having souls makes them more durable and, and now. Like... Go ahead. Yeah. Um. Now I don't mean. <laughs> 
this wants to destroy all shadow hunters in general like he's well now he has a motive <laughs> yeah it Mormon, the... Mormon has a motive but yeah that i was understand the dad's motive that i, I understand the question, the question about there. jonathan shade but i'm pretty sure it was that so um yeah because i think there's this moment where he talks about like where they talked about like his dad does the the lion king moment of like <laughs> everything look, that I look at what yeah is everything <laughs> is going to be ours by clockwork prince you know because he's the clockwork prince right mm -hmm. um more so i think yeah like he obviously he had the plan but i yeah i think that's that was melanie was saying uh i think that's the reason mm, yeah, but it just one. yeah more just took that and ran with it you know <laughs> if we want to talk about other plants that were not well thought out mr gideon yeah, lightwood sure. Oh, Mr. Gideon, Gideon Lightwood. Gideon. <laughs> You're he right. just out of nowhere is like, because he's they're talking about, you know, Sophie and wanting her wanting to ascend. And Sophie's all like, well, I didn't want to do it if it was going to hurt you, Charlotte, if like blah blah blah. And Charlotte's like, Sophie, you dumbass girl. I love like, you. If this You're is what like... you want, do it. I will be I you have my full support. And then Gideon's like, well, how else am I supposed to marry her? And everyone's just like Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Everyone has different reactions. Gabriel's like, what? Henry's like, you're married because they were talking about the council. And Harry's you're like, married? Henry's yeah. like, Henry, <laughs> you're gonna marry your father's sons to the council? Which one? And then Cecily I, I is just like Cecily's like, all right, everyone out, everyone out. Cecily's like, these two need to handle it, so we're all gonna get out of here. And Gideon's like, yep, okay, let's get out. Then. Cecily's like, nope, 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 you're staying here. You're not you. Yeah, you're mess. <laughs> and, you know, he he's very sweet. Sophie's just like, what did you just say? Right. I'm, 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 what? Excuse me? And then yeah. he's like, it wasn't planned. This, And she's like, first of all, something about, I forget exactly what the line was. And he's like, about his proposal. And she's like, well, technically you didn't propose. You just said that you intend to marry me. Exactly. That's the proposals when you ask. Get him. I think is the exact point. Yeah. Get him, Sophie. And then he says this whole sweet thing, and Sophie's like, "Yeah." So I'll I do think you. it's hilarious how we're cutting to Gabriel and Cecily at the door throughout. This I scene. was gonna say, <laughs> as listen, we talked about this maybe last week, the week before, of some me being the younger sibling and relating. Them eavesdropping Gabriel and Cecily is such younger sibling energy, and I fucking love it. That oh yeah, I'm me. sure. <laughs> I'm the older sibling and I would never invade right. anyone's privacy. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that. I've never had like a situation where I would have done that, but it feels like younger sibling energy. Oh, that yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Totally. As an older sibling, I yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> but I bring the younger sibling I energy to the that. table. That means I have to care yep. about my younger sibling enough to care about their business, which is not usually the older sibling vibe. <laughs> That's for fair. better or for worse. And again, I'm an adult now, and in theory, I'm a better person. But the thing is, we were all teenagers, and we were all little shit at some point, you know? So I I always thought that, like, Gabriel and Cicely had more, like, time together than I feel like they do. And they, that gets together real fast. They're only here... Yeah, they... They're only Cicely's really only here introduced... in this last book. Yeah. 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 Cicely's really only introduced to the, the very... Yeah, the, she... The, the last line of like clockwork prince is like Cecily basically again <laughs> right <laughs> uh yeah where Cecily shows up at the institute that's like the last little thing that happens in clockwork prince and now she's here here and then Gabriel we've we've seen him in like the training situation in you know before this but he's only here at the institute now after killing mm -hmm. lightworm benedict mm -hmm. eggs benedict lightworm and like Benedict. 
they have these moments where yeah. they're growing closer and like that that scene in the training room where they relate and even when they're coming back from their like fetch quest if you will they have this this moment where they're like they're relating to each other and cecily comes to realize that they're not so different and she's like as they leave the training room um she's like i have faith in you and then when he's writing the letter to start to uh counsel Waylon, he has to deliberately not think of sophie not sophie oh my god cecily otherwise he can't do it because yeah. he knows that cecily would be disappointed i will say this is also yeah there's definitely cassie. uh i will say this is also a very cassie claire thing where everybody needs to be paired off and if mm-hmm. somebody's not paired off you got to start to worry about them I remember really loving Cecily and Gabriel, yeah. but if we look at Jesse, you know, Jesse didn't have a right. obvious foil, and uh, but and we I mean, see the it's same thing happening in yeah. other series as well. It's made very obvious that like Gabriel is love at first sight for Cecily. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I just always Except thought that, that they had more... definitely more of like a love at first sight type of a uh, type of which is fine, especially for a YA yeah. book. Mm-hmm. Right, and I kind of like that it's a one-sided love at first sight, whereas Cicely is not love at first sight for him. She definitely thinks he's handsome and like, she's intrigued cute, by him, but she's not like yeah. immediately head over heels for him. Which I kind of like the one-sidedness of that. Cicely is almost pragmatic. Mm-hmm. You know, she she comes in with a very strict purpose, so mm-hmm. and she's very focused on that purpose, and she's mm-hmm. more intellectually driven than some of the other characters in this series which like obviously she still has big feelings but in general she more of the thinker of the crew so it makes sense mm-hmm. for her to be not as by him but yeah she notices yeah. and then when she realizes that this is something that she might want she lets herself fall a little bit yeah which is yeah um i and i i yeah this is a fascination but i actually i love cecily and gabriel i do um, i do and both as like both separately and as as a pair uh, Gabriel, like, and I remember, I remember you know, reading the series for the first time, and like, obviously, like, Will and Jem are like, you know, peak characters, Rinster's and Charlotte, movie. amazing. And I was like, I actually, I love Gabriel a lot, man. I was like, <laughs> you little shit, but I like you. Yeah, yeah I just, sucks, was, but I, I was like just you. like a thing where I was like, and, I, feel, and I felt like they were. I love know. her too. I guess they just get yeah. a lot very quickly, which is fine. They do. I mean, they only got one book left. They got to wrap it up. Again, can't have people unpaired at and the end. I, I don't think it's, and I don't think it's out of their personalities to be fast either. Oh, you no. know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. the Shadowhunter way. Shadowhunters are like, you know, they die right. young, live fast, die young. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm sorry, I have to bring it back to and they're both like, for a second. They're oh, both ahead, actually please. intense people. Like, you know, despite Tessie being like more pragmatic and stuff, they're they're they are both like kind of like intense people. If that if that makes sense. I don't know how better to describe it. You know, Gideon is a bit softer and like mm-hmm. uh like he has big feelings. For the but... hard exterior he puts on. He got big feelings. Yeah. Yeah. But but Gabriel is very like Gabriel's more almost more naive yeah. than Cecily is. Like Yeah, yeah. That's true. Because like Gabriel was sheltered in a way that it's like shadow under life. Whereas Cecily exactly. She was given the freedom to explore the world, or at least mm-hmm. the world around her in Wales, if you will. Yeah. And that's kind of something she... I will. I can go into this when she talks about it in her note, 
But I just have to quickly bring it back to Mormy for a second because I just reread something in my notes that I was like, Ginny will understand this. And okay. I said, Mort, because he messaged, he said something about like him making his dad proud. So I was like, Mort Main, don't you dare disgrace Jeremy Jordan and Tangle by saying you will make their proud. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just funny. had to bring that up because I thought it was funny. Um, but if we're talking about Cecily being exposed to the world, she writes a very, very heartfelt letter to her parents um, at the end of this, this chunk of chapters. Yep. Um, yep. Where she she's does. like, I didn't want to disappoint you. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was headstrong. And then she sort of at the end is like, I realize now that you just wanted what was best for us and wanted us to make our own decisions. Yeah, we, through those letters, we definitely see, like, she tells us, like, she tells us, like, where she started, like, why she came here, and then how she's gotten to where she's at now, which is interesting to see, which is cool. Yeah. Because we've seen Will's letter to his parents, too, before, I think, right? Or we've seen. I think so. We've we... seen him attempt to write one and then never okay. send We've it. seen like half ones. And I know that I think it's your special edition, Ginny. Yeah. That had, yeah. Um... I wasn't sure if that was in the actual stuff or if it was just that end thing. So. And what I like about this yeah. letter and then all of these little scenes that we're getting with Cecily is that we're getting an insight into Cecily's mind from Cecily herself. A lot of what we've seen of Cecily is from other people's perspectives, especially Will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's nice to see Cecily. From her own perspective. Absolutely. I love Cecily for her strength and for her uh, no bullshit attitude. I think that she grounds Gabriel in a way. You know, Mm -hmm. gives him strength. She is the, he said no pickles in the relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. Okay. You know what I'm Um, talking about, how there's two people in the relationship, one who will just hit, you know, like. No, I don't. No, you don't? Okay, so when you go to the. the, but Gabriel would also complain about pickles. Like, so he'd be like, Gabriel I said no pickles. Everything. And then she's like, eh, yeah, he said no <laughs> he pickles. Said pickles. Like, yeah. Um, but, yeah. But the idea is that in a relationship, there are two people. There's the person who asks for their burger with no pickles on it. And then when it comes with pickles, there's a person who will deal with it. And then there's the person who will be like, he said no pickles. And so Cecily is I would probably be the, the deal with it and just remove the pickles. I don't know. I don't see Gabriel as a deal with it person, though. <laughs> Gabriel I mean, would shout about yeah. it. He about it, uh, not quietly. Yeah, probably. But... Well, yeah, exactly. He would he not complain about, about it, it to Sicily, but <laughs> he would deal with it. But like, now do complain. Like, that is Gabriel. <laughs> he would. <laughs> he would complain about it to like Cecily or someone, but he wouldn't like tell the wait staff about it. Maybe. Maybe. I think that's where I'm at. Maybe. I don't know. I think Cecily I, is the stronger person in the relationship. <laughs> that is the point that I am making. Okay. All hail the girls. Fair enough. Yes. Fair enough. Um, Cecily is the, the hero that we wanted. <laughs> Cecily is the hero that we not. wanted. Tessa who? <laughs> Give yeah. us Cecily's story. <laughs> yeah. All hail the girls and fuck men because fuck Council Wayland because he's just continuing to be an ass. Well, yeah, oh, yeah fuck, fuck that guy. guy. <laughs> he's the worst. There's nothing new to add to it other than that like, we continue to see him be an ass. We can say that about like yep. a lot of the older male cast. Just like, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> More yeah. and then yeah, fuck that guy. The very at the very end of the, the chapter eighteen, he writes a letter to Charlotte. It's like you are official relief of your duties as head of the institute. It's like right. Like, she cares at this point. No. <laughs> She's got bigger things to worry about. Listen, Council mm-hmm. Wayland about to get ousted because she done sent the letter to everybody and everyone like you've seen this shit. You she really did. ignoring this. And then when it turns out to be true, 
And Council Wayland was like, nah, fam, everybody's gonna be like, you put all Shadow Hunters dangers for your own stupid pride. And Wayland says, but I have the penis, I make the rules. And this is why we can't have Wayland, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, but, and I, okay, but I, what I lo do love about that is that Henry is finally here and present and being the, yeah, you get him, honey, like, the, yeah. that guy. <laughs> we yeah. stand Charlotte Henry. is the, also the, he said no pickles. <laughs> oh, yeah. We he, stand yeah. Henry. Charlotte, 100%. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote down something that Henry said because it's just, it's perfect. He said that you have proven to be better, cleverer, and stronger than anyone would have expected, Charlotte. It is a triumph. We stay mm -hmm. hungry. Yes. I love them so yeah, much. Yeah, he... And she's doing also pregnant. We, we do. Yeah, she she's is. Like, uh, and then I think she's, like, heavily pregnant at this point. Mm-hmm. I think... Yeah, I think she is, too. They, like, yeah. mention how her, like, feet hurt and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, she's kicking ass and, and taking names. She as is. we... Somewhat speaking of Henry, as we see another town on fire... I don't know why I thought that that Henry having things on fi setting things on fire counter would be lo much longer than it I is. Too. Yeah, I thought so too. I'm disappointed. <laughs> more. Yeah, more it's just Henry. Henry's it's energy is that he sets everything on fire. It is the energy. Oh, and I think in the next series that. it's mentioned quite a bit that he's flammable, <laughs> too. That's fair. And I was like, uh, but like speaking of this like thing where you know, with his adventures and all, there's this finally this one moment that I wrote down where like. Charlotte's basically just is like, when will your portal be ready? It's not a, like, it's a, it's an acceptance of this thing is going to work. Mm -hmm. uh, an implicit acceptance of this thing is going to work. But we it's do, not we like one of your silly inventions kind of thing. It's exactly. not, yeah, it's not a, are we sure this is going to work, Henry? Or like, I don't know, because last time, like, you know, Other... it's none of that anymore. It's, when is it going to be yeah. ready? And Other I'm like, people are like, <gasps> it's only yeah. when after they <laughs> mentioned that it would be the first time ever using it, that they're like, is this the best yeah. idea? Yeah. And somebody else lived through it too. first. You know, just in case yeah. it does catch on fire. Then it's like, you know, no loss. Yeah. Well, we have um, to go find him. We have to go track him down at his house. Come here! Throw a portal on him. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, listen, everyone, everyone at the Institute is rallying behind Charlotte because they know she's a good leader. They know yeah. she cares. They know she is capable. Yep. Yeah. And we, we see that especially through Gabriel, who almost decided Sounds, to, yeah. you know, Mm -hmm. value then, his family name and his legacy Charlotte, over you know we, we've talked about i'm sorry if i'm interrupting you jenny um go ahead um we've sort of talked about how charlotte is the mom figure and even it's even mentioned here that she sort of comforts gabriel like a mother would they have a very and, interesting interaction yeah uh, in these chapters they do yeah and that's sort of what gets gabriel to like realize that Charlotte is, I mean, he recognizes that he's been recognizing that Charlotte has showed a kindness, but it's this, like, it's okay from Charlotte of, like, I don't, I'm not mad at you, like, and even then after he reveals that he was gonna spy on her, even after Gideon and Gabriel, whatever, you know, that whole thing, separately, Charlotte's like, I'm not mad at you, you did the right thing in the end, it's okay. And, like, he goes into that meeting thinking that she's found out, and mm -hmm. that's why that meeting was happening but no really charlotte just wanted to check on him and make sure he was okay because mm -hmm. she says i know mm -hmm. that you must be mourning your father and yeah she says which that is like... the second most mourning that we see outside of jim yeah. is gabriel mourning his father but we see it only in like vignettes yeah she yeah. says something like you know even with all the chaos basically going on with mortmain and tessa and jem 
that doesn't mean you are mourning your father any less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the love Charlotte. And she gave him a hug, which it's funny because like right before that line happened, I was like, man, this this boy needs a hug. And then she gave him a hug. I was like, oh, good job. <laughs> oh, love Perfect. it when that happens. Yeah. Um, Something, I don't know how much else we have to talk about here, but something very important. We mentioned I mentioned it in the summary. Tessa's necklace. <laughs> Tessa's necklace. Tessa's, Tessa's necklace, yeah. It's oh, starting okay. to really show what it's about. That it not only protects her as like a like a lucky charm kind of thing. It's actually an angel. Like actually an angel trapped mm-hmm. inside the necklace. That is duty bound, sworn to protect her kind of thing. I'm not enthused by this plot point. Nah, okay. but it exists. Yeah. But I feel like it's I'm, written to explain something in the Mortal Instruments. I know exactly what you're talking about. At least yeah. I think I do. And I feel like oh, okay. I feel like its purpose outside of that is not as strong as it could be. Does that make sense? I guess. It yeah, it's Angel X Machina. <laughs> Tess is dying. <laughs> Tess is being dumb. Oh, the Angel's gonna swoop in and save this idiot mundane. Like I feel like I think it's because it's. I don't know if it's just because of the specific angel that it is ethereal. Mm-hmm. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. And we I don't we'll see a little bit in the next on. more in the next book. It's. So. It might be resolved in books you haven't read, Ginny. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. If, if, <laughs> if what Allie's talking yeah. about is what, I, is what I'm thinking of, I, yeah. Okay. But anyway, we're not there yet. But I think that's no. the purpose, and I'm a little, yeah. It's like, cool. I can, I can see what you mean. I can see what you mean. But hey, I mean, it's not just an angel, angel trinket. It's an actual angel, so like, cool, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. So it's just duty-bound. But she can't. Enslaved, uh... if you will. Yeah. And Tiss is like, I don't want this. And the angel's like, too bad, I can't do anything about it. And it's just like, okay. (laughs) Too bad, so sad. Oh, we tried. Yeah. The drama, though, of Tessa, like, so, I I mean, I, I, I'm like, okay, I give you credit for trying to change things where you are of, like, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe I just gave it, but, like, the purpose behind let me just get destroy the necklace so that I can just die as well. They're <laughs> like, you know, basically. I was like, what? Yeah. Everyone just That's like, also a little dramatic for where we're at right now. It's very Listen, dramatic. Yeah. Everyone in these chapters, maybe not everyone, but just both Will and Tessa in these chapters are like, guess I'll die. They just yeah. want a death wish. Yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. guess I'll die now. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, Which, like, I understand Tessa getting to that point, but I don't think I would be at yeah. that point either. Like, she's she's staring I, down the barrel of a lifetime full of sexual slavery and, you know, being a baby machine. And an immortal life yeah. of that, of, you know, being livestock. So, like, I understand the guess I'll die reaction to that. But I think that, I don't know. It feels I, I, understand how she, I understand how she thinks that might be the only way out right. of this. But, come on. But hold right. out hope, Tessa. Right. Just for yeah. a few beats longer. Be the Katara right. that is stereotypically all about hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We do see know. that glimmer of hope yeah. in the very last bit. She thinks she sees a figure flying on a horse away oh, from the yeah. carnage. But then oh. even earlier, they have that trope, because this is related, of when Will's calling out for her. And like I guess she's unconscious at the time, or when she calls back, Will's gone so already. Many dreams. 
Everybody's dreaming, that... sleeping, dreaming. I don't know. If... And mash for <laughs> was that part of dream or was that real? Because Will does actually find the jade pendant and like call out for Tessa, and she hears that. But when she calls back, there's no answer. So it's like the trope of just missing each other. Blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it is the trope of just missing each other. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. As you do. For as much time as Will spends sleeping, <laughs> Tessa also spends dreaming. She got there so much Will. faster than he did. And like. <laughs> Yeah, for them to have just missed each other, like, and after yeah, stopping and like so falling asleep in that house too. Hmm. Yeah, they yeah they didn't just miss each other. Well, yeah, because he in yeah, that he moment they it, did, but in that moment they did. Right, right, right. And she does try to do the thing where uh, Mrs. Black comes after her, and she tries to change into the the woman and, who yeah. had that old blanket, and it almost worked. Except for the I'll necklace. give her credit that that was smart. That Again, was I, yeah, I was like, okay, fine, I'll give her the credit on that one. But yeah. The necklace. It almost course. worked. <laughs> yeah. The necklace. Yeah, no. Um that's uh I think that's the major stuff for these yeah. chapters. I mean, the thing is I, I do want to talk about Jem's death, but I think that we're gonna be talking about that next time, so I'm that's not gonna yeah, go I'm into a lot too of much on that to because yeah. again, we only see yeah. it from Will's perspective. We only know he's dead because exactly. of the pair of a tyrant. We don't. See... We know he's dead because Charlotte says so. That's not true. Not too. Yes, Charlotte yeah, says that his... he's dead. Yeah, I was. Well, like, my point so... is, we don't like. We're not with him as he dies. No, we we see that, and we see that parental bond between Charlotte and Jim kind of happening too in those little last moments. And yeah, what, and you quoted it in your summary, and I wrote it down as a quote too, where he's like, "I cannot live for other people forever." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is over. He says it is over. He says and I was that like, it is over. And his one yeah, regret is like, that he won't be able to see Charlotte's like... baby. And like, uh huh. Yeah. I was like, this sounds like a that. That I was like, Jim. We are very resigned and very confident in our decision. Yep. Am I reading into this too much? Where I say his one regret is that he, or is he only saying that because it's Charlotte that it's his one regret that he won't be able to see? I think Charlotte's it's baby. one of his regrets. I don't, or is it his one regret? I don't remember. I, I'm not sure if he said specifically I'm one regret, but because yeah, I'm like, you but... would think one of his regrets would be that he won't be able to marry Tessa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Well, but... he saw her in the dress. It set off this whole spiral. It's the bad luck, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was that was it. Um, he wasn't gonna make it. But yeah. Um... I know next we're gonna week. have plenty more to Not say next week. Next week, <laughs> two, weeks next, two weeks from now, buckle in, yeah. folks. <laughs> That's probably gonna be a longer episode because probably. Um, yeah. If you listen to, to this after, I might break it up into two parts. We'll see, but um, I we are all we... anticipating that being a lengthy one. Before yeah. we discuss the wrap up, sign off and say goodbye. I want to share something really quick. So last episode, I talked about how I went to Comic Con, right, and I met mm-hmm. Cassie Claire. And I think I mentioned this, that one of my former co-workers, my friend, Casey, um, got my book signed for me by Cassie Clare. Mm. So I have City of Bones here. Uh-huh. And not only is it signed by Cassie Clare, it's backwards, but you can see it's for Melanie. It's for Melanie. And then Aww. also they had to, I guess, purchase Clockwork, uh, not Clockwork, Swordcatcher. Mm-hmm. So I have Swordcatcher and that one's signed too. I checked out Swordcatcher at the mm. library. And it's the Barnes Noble exclusive edition. Anyway, I just wanted to share that because I thought it was cool and relevant that I have two books signed by Cassie Clare and one of them is personalized. That is fun. I have 
Chain of Iron signed by Cassie Clare, but it's signed by Cassie Clare in the way that they signed a sticker and then the sticker is slapped on the cover. You know? (laughs) Which isn't not exciting, but... You can see signed edition. Nice, nice, nice. Um, Yeah. That's right. We talked about this. I have a lot of signed books. I have so many signed books. You do. Bookstore things, I guess. Discount at a bookstore things. Yeah. Yeah, that is neat, though. You got to meet her, and you got signatures. Mm -hmm. She has another event in New York that I'm going to try to go to, depending on work schedule. Oh, my God. So, uh, one last thing to talk about before uh, that we didn't hit the thing. Um, Cassie Clare said at a thingy that uh, there's going to be a Hair and Gray Stairs reunion and an encounter with Will in the Wicked Powers. Oh, yeah. And I know nothing about how that could happen, so we're not going to get into that. So my thought is Herondale ghost bullshit. That is my immediate uh, thought. Breaking out the Ouija board. Well, Herondales also have like that innate ability to see ghosts uh, yeah. and do things and whatnot. So I wonder that if a see ghost of a Herondale... Well, the thing is, it's mentioned that Will... At some point, we get a mention that Will wasn't a ghost because he, like, resolved. But I do he went, know He found peace. A... Right, exactly. I don't remember. But, but there's a prominent <laughs> ghost in the Wicked Powers that I know. Um, I'm also the only one among us who have read The Dark Artifices, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I'm wondering if that has anything to do with it. Yeah, We'll find out. Eventually. We'll find out. I know. I Exciting. Um, so, what, content. two weeks from now is... The end of the book? The, yeah, I meant, book. like, uh, date-wise. The 11th of But it's November, November 11th. Oh. Yes. 11-11. Ah. Make yep. a wish. Make a wish. But yeah, we will see you then with a big one uh, discussing the tea. For, uh, very heated Spilling discussion. all of the tea. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Letting our thoughts be free. Exactly. Yeah. We'll have lots to say and we hope to see you then. Until then happy great <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. Happy spooky happy Halloween. Season. Happy spooky season. Woo. And we'll catch if you If you dress time. up as any Shadowhunters characters or anything at all there. Um, we have a Discord, which I will put in our chat. Also, yeah, share let it on us Instagram know. and like tag us yeah. in the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us see it. We'd love to see it. You want to see your Shadow Hunter? Show us your Get Shadow Hunter costumes. But we'll catch you on two weeks from now. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye.